everyone. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas and have some fun things planned for the New Year holiday. This time we will be looking at Dana Perino's book, Everything Will Be Okay, Life Lessons for Young Women from a Former Young Woman. If you listened to my last episode, you'd know that I listened to Cooper Stuff podcast. John Cooper loves to watch the show called The Five on Fox News where Dana is a co-host. And when he found out Dana had written this book, he had her on his show to interview her about the book. The interview was intriguing, and I got the book and read it, and here we are discussing it. I'll put a link to that interview in the podcast description in case you want to check it out. Dana comes to the table with a very formidable and impressive resume. First of all, she is a current Fox News anchor. And as I already mentioned, she is also a co-host for the show called The Five. She was also a former White House press secretary. In fact, she was the first Republican woman to hold that job, which is super cool. She has a lot of really neat stories from her time as press secretary in her book, so you'll definitely have to get the book so you can read those there. She opens her book with this quote, There has never been a better time to be a young, educated woman in America. Being born in the United States means you've already won the lottery in life. Page 5. And how true is that? These days, it seems people are using the word privileged a lot, and more often than not, it's not being used correctly. But this is an example of true privilege. The fact that you are born in this country means that you are already advantaged over so many people in other parts of this world, and you really ought to take advantage of that. We need to realize how privileged we really are to be living in this country. Chapter 2 of Dana's book is full of a whole bunch of life lessons that she wants her reader to learn, and I'm just going to share my favorite one with you, which is read all you can all the time on page 12. When I was a young adult, single, and living at home, I used to read a ton. I now have a couple of kids, life's super busy, and so I don't read as much as I used to, but I really love to read history, and at the time, I would read these really big, fat history books for enjoyment. I would go to bed, open my book, and I would read it for hours. Now, my parents' bedroom was underneath mine, 
And so my mom would tell me that they knew when I finally fell asleep because the big history book would fall out of my hands and thump on the floor, which was their ceiling, and wake them up. And they would be like, oh, she's asleep. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Dana also encourages that you teach your kids to read a lot so that they develop a love of reading as well. It helps educate them. It helps make them better spoken. And they learn how language is used correctly. It's just all around a good habit to develop at a very young age. She said her dad would make her read the Denver Post and the Rocky Mountain News every day as a third grader. And she would have to choose two articles that she really loved and then discuss them with her dad over dinner. And she said she really loved the assignment. She thrived on it, in fact. So she encourages you, the reader of her book, to read as much as you can and to teach your children to learn to love to read as well. Chapter 5 in Dana's book is titled, How Can You Improve Your Workday? And it's full of a lot of advice on how you can do just that. She starts the chapter with, If you want to be a cowgirl, you're going to have to put on more than boots and a hat. Page 54. I went to a country concert once and literally over 50% of the girls who were attending the concert were wearing boots, as if that somehow made them honorary cowgirls, fitting in, playing the part. Just because you slap on a pair of boots doesn't mean you're a cowgirl. And what does Dana Perino mean when she says this? She says, you have to work and work at getting better at work. Page 54. Meaning, if you want to be good at your job, you have to do it really well, which takes a lot of work. You have to work hard at getting better at your job, so you stand out. Chapter 5 lists many ways in how you can accomplish that. My favorite one is, be relentlessly punctual on page 64. By being on time, you show that you respect not only your time, but the time of those you are meeting or getting together with. It's one of my pet peeves, in fact. When I have an appointment and somebody is late, and by late, I mean routinely late. We all know that things happen, life gets in the way, you're going to be late sometimes, and we should all be gracious to one another when that happens. But somebody who is routinely late all the time just shows a lack of respect for your time and their own time. So, be on time. Apply this to your personal life too. So you say you're not in corporate America and you don't have meetings all this time. Did somebody invite you over to their house? Did they ask you to be there at a particular time? Don't show up 30 to 40 minutes late. It's just rude. Anyway, moving on. I did have one thing about this book that I did not love. It was also in chapter five, and it was another one of the ways for improving your workday, and that was learn to love yourself. Now, to be fair, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. This was a heading of a section, and the section itself had a ton of really good advice. So I'm not throwing out the section. I'm just saying she could have chosen a better title for the section, and that would have been much preferred. Our society likes to preach self-love, and sadly, I hear a lot of Christians jumping on the same bandwagon. And I don't know if Dana's a Christian. I think she claims to be. This really wasn't a religious book, so I'm not entirely sure, but she did mention growing up Lutheran. But it really bothers me when Christians support self-love, because any Christian firmly rooted in the Word of God will immediately recognize that this is counter-biblical. I did read a couple of articles, and I researched this a bit. And there are people out there that claim that Jesus told us to love ourselves, but the verses that they use to support their position are being taken out of context. 
It is very important when you are reading the Bible and using God's word to support your argument that you are not taking one little phrase, pulling it out of the scriptures and putting it over here and saying, based on this one little phrase, Jesus wants you to love yourselves. You know, you can take anything anybody says out of context and make it mean what you want it to mean. And we see this all the time. But it's very important when you're arguing a position that you include the original meaning, you study the entire passage and the entire context. Let me read something to you. Now, normally I prefer the English Standard Bible, but though that one is out in my car and it's very cold and windy and I don't feel like getting it. So I'm going to read to you tonight from the King James. Luke chapter 9 verses 23 and 24. And he, that would be Jesus, said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. And that's Jesus speaking. The words are in red. Denying yourself is not self-love. He calls us to deny ourselves for him if we want to be his followers. And that's not self-love. That's love of God. It was a really good section of the book with a lot of good and practical advice. I just think it needs a much better heading that doesn't say, learn to love yourself. So, moving on. Chapter 6, which is titled, How Do You Take Your Career to the Next Level, is another huge chapter. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but chapter 5 was 81 pages long, and chapter 6 is 54 pages long. Together, they're over half the book, and they're both super, super good. If all you did was read those two chapters, you would benefit so much from the advice she has there. My favorite part of chapter six is when she says, nothing is given, everything is earned. Her point is, quote, do the non-sexy job as well as you can so that you'll be top of mind when the sexy job opens up. Don't wait to prove your competence when you're applying for a new job. Let your work precede you, pages 142 to 143. By that she means, in any job you'll have, there are going to be those things that nobody likes to do. So you do them, and do them well. Work very hard to do them well, and your superiors will take notice. So when the job advancements open up, you'll be the first person they think of because you've already proven to be a good worker. You work very hard at the jobs assigned to you, and you work very hard to do the things that other people would rather not do. You've proven yourself, and so you're going to be the person that they think of when they're looking to promote someone. Dana wraps up her book with chapter 7, which is a chapter about finding peace and detoxing from the stresses of life. She has a lot of good points there, but none that I'm going to necessarily discuss, but you should definitely get the book and read it and find out for yourself. So in conclusion, I really love the book and I can't recommend it enough. The advice is real. The advice is what young people entering the workforce need to hear because a lot of it is not taught and it's very practical. It really ought to be taught, but it's not. So get the book and read it and educate yourself. And while this is written for young women as the intended audience, Anyone who reads this book will walk away with practical advice that can be applied to both their professional and personal lives. So I hope you get it and enjoy it. Happy New Year's to you all, and I'll see you in 2022.